It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. Yeah, we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino Fun Show lined up for you over the next three hours today. Some wild results yesterday in Major League Baseball. Big injury news in that sport as well. I can't believe what happened in the world of golf, which we're going to get to coming up in a little bit more than 15 minutes here today. And, Paulie, I have a new prediction for the show. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I will say at least probably once by the end of the calendar year, one of us will absolutely be late for the start of the show. It's not going to be because we're, we're sleeping late. Our, our alarm didn't go off. No sleep the night before from watching games, anything like that. Uh, like, what do you do in a city? And Las Vegas is not like a major city. It's a mid-sized city. But what do you do in the city that you live in that's this big or bigger when the entire system is shut down because of construction? What do you do? Like today coming in, there's no warning. There's no alert. It's almost funny tying in, in the, uh, yesterday's conversation when, you know, the, the five most annoying things about other drivers. Today, just, there's, there's no alert at all. Just everything is shut down. Everything. Good, and then good luck navigating your way yeah. through the 17 zillion orange cones that you're going to take to get to work. Because if you go through your, uh, if you think about plan A, B, C, D in your head and you're down to plan D about, oh, well, I'll just go this way. Well, I'll go that way. And everything's under construction. Oh God! And you and you just yeah, you, you know, road rage happens, and that adds another twenty five minutes, half an hour in the car to your day with your commute going back. It's like the discussion with Araj Markazi and Dennis Bernstein about you just well, if there's traffic in, in L.A., it's like well, it's going to be an hour and a half or two hours. Sure, you got to no plan your day where accordingly. You go. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But sure. then then again, it's still early June, and the high is eighty two degrees. It's just, is this the new normal for Las going Vegas? On. We're going to get snow in March every single year yeah. and uh, 80 degrees in June for a high. And it doesn't matter, like, the, the apps on, on the phone or the, the navigation system, they can't pick up all this because, again, they don't, it's not set, it's not up to date. 
So it's like you're just trying to like weave your way in and out. Do I take a left here? Do I get back, try to get back on the freeway? What do I do? It's it's bedlam. It's chaos. We're living in a society, man. Yeah. So anyway, there is that. And there's no public uh, transportation here in Las Vegas either. So it's uh, impossible. Just I guess we're going to start waking up at uh, midnight and then coming in at 2 o'clock in the morning to make sure that uh, we're going to be here on time. The thing, the big construction thing down the street's going to take a year, year and a half? Yeah. So that that's you're talking about one of the major highways, then it's going to be gridlock for about 18 months, <laughs> what it's going to be. And that's one of your routes going home. Of course. I mean, that's out the window now. Right. And if you want to take the the one side street to go home, that's out the window now. So you're looking, you're running out of options here in creativity. It's like, oh, God. Eh. Just decide to live right by work and walk. I take, guess take so. Take a bike. That's I don't know. going to have to be the best option. Yeah. So we do have a game three tonight. In the NBA Finals, uh, right now at DraftKings, the Nuggets are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Heat. The total now down to 214, and I do agree with that move. I know uh, our very own Jonathan Von Tobel from here on the network, our betting analyst in the NBA, he was hoping that it would actually, like a 215-and-a-half would pop to bet that under. It, I don't think it ever did. So, and in fact, I don't think it's going to go back up today. Even though you're going to get a lot of money on this game throughout the day, the public will be betting this game. I just I think there's going to be a resistance for this game, and I think that this could could be the way it plays out because of uh, Heat, uh, their offense, their tempo, the way that they want to dictate things. And I think that that fourth quarter scoring barrage they went on, including the first four minutes without Jimmy Butler, I think that was maybe a mirage the other night. And I think uh, low scoring games will be in order here. And once the team plays each other so many times in a seven game series and they're familiar. That tends to be the case anyway in these long, drawn-out series in the NBA this time of year anyway. Well, we'll see what happens with the adjustments now. I know Michael Malone said there were 17 clips that led to 40 heat points where the Miami basket was attributed to lack of discipline and communication. Porter talked about uh, confusion at times in what they run, offense and defense. So uh, Spolstra and the Heat did a great job in Game 2. even goes back to Game 1. When they started to do this in the fourth quarter of making Joker a scorer more than a facilitator, uh, you you put Love into the starting lineup in game two, and he had 10 rebounds. But it's it's what do they do from three? And what shooter's going to go off for Miami? And they hit 17 threes in game two. Is this a Robinson game? Is it a Struess game? Is it Vincent again, who was great in game two? Robinson was phenomenal in game game two of the fourth quarter. So now we'll see the adjustments that Malone and the Nuggets make, and if they, and what do they do also offensively with Joker? As uh, Mike Brown said, let's let's let let this guy go for forty, but don't let him get all those assists. You just see their record when the guy can't get at least uh, five assists in a game and get those others involved. But you know Porter's got to be better, and the supporting cast has to be much better after the lousy performance in Game Two, which in a game they still led by fifteen points and eight in the fourth quarter. Sure, uh, so. A lot of the credit during the playoffs from a coaching standpoint has been directed towards Eric Spolster, and he deserves every good word, basically, that's been said about him during this run. But, you know, Michael Malone should probably get some credit as well as a solid NBA coach. And I think you have to give, with an extra day off, like give him the benefit of the doubt that they will come up, he and his staff will have some ideas where they understand this, they've heard about it now for 72 hours or thereabouts, that, look... It's not great when when Joker scores as many points. You need to get others involved. They'll 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 find adjustments. They'll find something on film that stood out, and they'll 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 exploit that. They'll tinker. 
And I do think that we're going to go back to finding the Joker that comes closer to a triple-double and probably has, you know, 10-plus assists tonight. His his prop number is just, like, everybody's kind of betting it that way. The 9.5 is now minus 155 at DraftKings. The alternate assists at DK, mm-hmm. uh, 13-plus is plus 285. And will he get 15-plus tonight is 7-1. to one. I think he's going to get double digits tonight with the assists. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. I, they're an NBA franchise. I mean, they're in the finals. They're the one seed. Um, it's it's a rock solid staff. He does have other good parts. There hasn't been much the last six quarters, though. Remember, he had ten at halftime at game one. He finished with fourteen. It's okay. I, I trust the full sample size of the entire year, the last four years, in fact, and uh, the, the run up to the to the last six quarters. I think that there's more in that than the last six, in my opinion. So. I think that we'll see that Joker tonight in the game. As for the uh, leading point score, he's minus 105. I don't think I want to dabble in that market. Um, Jamal Murray is plus 240. Butler's plus 285. The numbers are coming down, though. I mean, earlier in the series, Gabe Vincent was 100-1 to in both games. Yep. The fact that he threatened yep. for a minute in game two now has him at 40-1. to Yep. Bam is 14 to 1. He's been awesome in the first two games as well, and they are minus 19 in the 16 minutes without Bam on the floor. So that's something to monitor and keep an eye on tonight and how many minutes will Zeller get. And it's just been an unmitigated disaster when Zeller's been on the floor. Uh, but it, also, Porter was awful in game two. See how he responds. And I'm sure that, that picture everyone's showing of him not passing the ball with three nuggets wide open under the basket. If he can knock down some shots, he struggled getting going uh, and, and getting his shot going. Pope in foul trouble. Maybe Brown gives him something off the bench. But I, I don't know what to expect tonight, but I, I'm all about the adjustments and see what happens uh, from a Nugget standpoint. 19-22 and 22 on the road in the regular season. In Miami is 8-2 and two ATS last 10 at home. Mm-hmm. Here's one that I like. How about the uh, assists and rebound combo prop for Joker? It's 22 and a half. Mm. I mean, I, this this could be a a, a fifteen and twelve game for him. It could be a seventeen and nine game for Joker, where he, the others are involved and he doesn't go for you know thirty plus points again tonight. I like that one. I have faith in the in the former two time MVP. Well, it's not that, but it's also you have to factor in the coaching angle here with Spolstra. I mean, if they're going to continue to do this like they did in the first quarter, fourth quarter of Game One, saying okay, you're going to have to score. And not get others involved. I mean, this is alarming now what's happened. This is now uh, eight assists in six quarters that he's had. I do I do think that zigzag plays into it a little bit, though, where that will correct itself a little bit tonight in the game. Um, but also for the zigzag in terms of winning this game outright, I don't know if I want to bet the, the Nuggets in this game, to be honest. And I already have, I'm probably going to be going down with the ship. Uh, with that minus one and a half bet that I I made before game one, I laid some. I think it was minus one seventy four on that bet. Um, not looking great yeah. after game two, and I don't. I honestly have no idea who's going to win this game tonight. Yeah, I, I I would look at uh, Vincent and Bam as others scoring, leading the Heat in scoring too. Because Butler, no way I won plus two eighty five for most points. Uh-huh. But even because he's shooting forty percent the last ten games, so there's been a couple good performances in there. But we haven't seen vintage Jimmy since he got the ankle injury late in game one against the Knicks. Uh, but, you know, does Gabe get enough shots? I co-sign all and, that, Paul. Yeah, and then the other thing is Martin's starting to feel better now. Now that that illness, he had the shakes, and he was just sitting in a, in a dark corner, he said. When he was, he was curled up in a ball, how bad it was for Martin. 
So now with, with him with getting closer to 100%, does he get more looks and more shots than a guy that was so deadly in the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, I mean, yeah, look at where his numbers have been compared to tonight. He's now eight and a half. I'd like to, I'd like to have somebody slide into the old DMs this morning and say, yeah, full report, Caleb Martin's 100% healthy. Okay, I'll bet over eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know right now that he's feeling much better than he was the other night, and I would lean that he probably is, Eight and a half looks pretty juicy, does it not? Yes. I mean, the way the the run that he was on just a couple of weeks back, not even. So they've adjusted that number because of the health issues. And, and Butler with 25 and a half again. Everything you just said, Paul. He has not, he has not yeah. been the same guy. Yeah. So, and he appears to be a well, little bit banged up. That's a big number. He's not going to get the shots either if, they, if the Nuggets continue to leave guys wide open from three. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I mean, if these these shots are not not contested. What's happened in the first two games? Now, game one was misleading because they didn't go in, but a lot of them went in in game two as they were seventeen to thirty-five from three. All right, let's follow the money here on Vsin, the sports betting network. Paulie's going to recap the betting action from last night in win some, lose some coming up next, and what on earth happened yesterday on the PGA Tour. Hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, here we go. Every day of the baseball season, William Hill Caesars put up two props. Will there be a grand slam, yes, no, and will there be a no-hitter? I thought both were going to cash. White Sox had one going in the bottom of the seventh, and Freeman hit a grand slam for the Dodgers. So yes was minus 140. White Sox take money, plus 145, down to 125. They win. Now 11-20 and 20 on the road this year. The A's plus 240. Second biggest dog of the season cashes. They had lost 15 in a row on the road. And MLB favorites went 10-4 and four last night. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com. Our radio and podcast friends, you always want to see these tweets and videos? Send them in, we'll put you on TV. It's that easy. This one's good here with the uh, the smooch with the dogs on that couch. <laughs> He's on the armrest. He turns that little, little lick, right? Coming back. Turn to the head again. A kiss. A little Come sneak back, attack. Right? Yep, little, yep, that's right. The sneaky kisses with the dog does coming back and then looking. Every time the owner turns its head, you come in with the with the. I'm going in fresh here. This is called home security oh, team. You, please, with the volume up. What do we have? Now watch this. You have like the small chihuahua, I believe. I'm a bulldog. Riding the back of the bulldog. They're standing at the door. Yeah. And once the little dog starts going, he gets the big one going okay. on top of it. That's all you need. <laughs> the chihuahua's on the bulldog. No. Fella. Look at the look at the front porch on this kid. And then he's jumping on his back and then he barks and then they does the same thing. No intruders welcome. Stay away. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> it's like he's on a saddle. Yes. Giddy up, and the Bulldog's taking him out. That is great. Well done. I like this one. Another dog video. Where the dog is having none of this, right? Where oh, they, wow. they are getting snacks, uh, yeah. right? Give me a snack. I want a treat, right? <laughs> Back-to-back times, he gives it to his girl, and he finally comes in, and the dog bites the girl's, tooks her ponytail, and takes her down. Whips her down. Yes. Ragdolls her. So I can have a drink. Get out of here. Look at him. He's salivating. Give me something. And grabs her. Do not taunt Happy Fun Dog. That is great. Grabs the ponytail in the mouth and throws her to the ground so he can get a treat. Well done. Excellent. Our lawyer friend in South Florida does it again. Gator PK321. He's playing 50 cent... Uh, that dice game, triple dice roll. He got dealt three or twos in a kicker. No roll, no uh, multiplier though. Now you take the ten grand though. He'll take it. But uh, one of those days where he had some huge multipliers, but was still or, excuse me, huge jackpots, but was still stuck. Lose some. The Rangers gave Degrom five for one eighty-five. He could be out twenty-one months. Tommy John. Okay. He has, when he comes back, which will be the beginning of uh, 
in theory, 2025, Paulie, he will have three years, $115 million remaining on his deal. So now what do the Rangers yeah. do this year? Right? They're going to make a move. I mean, they won again. Uh, Dunning wasn't uh, wasn't great, but they won again. They're 20 games over 500. Go go get another stud. Yeah, go yeah. for this. Dun- what Dunning has done so far is not going to be sustainable for the entire yeah, year. I agree. Um, they have to address the bullpen. But also, like I said, I called yesterday DeGrom coming back, like the icing on the icing. I'm still on this team because I have, they will make multiple moves now, I believe. Well, I hope so. That's right. Pirates, 230 up to $3. And they lose at home against the A's. Uh, Mitch Keller had one strikeout. How about that? That's baseball. And this broke as soon as we got off the air. I thought it was a parody account. I couldn't believe it. In any event, Tiger, Rory, Matsuyama, Zalatoris, Morikawa, Rom. Collectively, they turned down $2.1 billion from Liv to fight for the PGA. And you saw what happened yesterday. Bad beats, Dodgers $1.90. Reds get three in the ninth to win. Red Sox, Cleveland under eight. 2-1 in the eighth, it goes over. Cubs first, five led 4-1, bottom of the fifth. And that was a loser. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Betting splits another way. We're here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out every game, vcin.com. That's win-lose. So did we really have like a real-life heel turn in the WWE yesterday? Yeah, Hulk Hogan going to the NWO. That's exactly what it was. Exactly what it was. Right, and, and these golfers, these players, Paulie, as you just said, they stood up for the PGA. They fought the good fight. I mean, Rory is jumping on the grenade publicly every single week, the way it felt, going all the way back to when this first started and became a thing, and they were basically given no warning, and they found out on Twitter yesterday. Jay Monahan now basically came out yesterday, and he said, uh, I know... I." I, I, I stick with what I said the entire time. I went with the knowledge that we had throughout the entire process. And I'm going to, you know, if you want to call me a hypocrite, that's fine. H- how does this guy continue? H- how does that well, guy, I mean, this is just ridiculous what happened. To some, to how, this is okay? You're going to be playing golf now every week with guys that you criticize for seemingly a year or so. And they they got... Endless funds for signing that contract. You fought the good fight. It's blood money. We we want nothing to do with this. Rivalries, you trash to, talking. You never had to apologize for being a PGA Tour player. That yeah. was another quote. Greg Norman basically didn't even know. He was blindsided. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be much of a part of it anymore. By the way, I'm, Phil Mickelson, when he won the PGA two years ago, and that was still, we're still like in the pandemic. People are getting close and everybody's like freaking out. What are you doing? Um... He went from that guy and probably being the best guest in the short history of the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. He was unbelievable. He is now the most punchable person in sports. Mm. Awesome week, he tweets out yesterday. He does. Mm. He doesn't care. He has no scruples. He has absolutely zero integrity. I cannot wait to read uh, professional sports better Billy Walter's book when it comes out in August because he's going to tear Phil Mickelson to shreds. It's an awesome week. Calm down, pal. Okay, you already signed the huge contract. You don't need to rub it in all the PGA players' faces because you're scummy like that. I thought that was an awful job by Phil yesterday. Yeah, we'll see if he has to pay a fine. Uh, That's been thrown out there, but what happens now? 
it's not just Monahan and uh, Grace and Murray led the the chance of uh, you know resign and let's get him out of here when the meeting started yesterday and he got a standing ovation. Rory later told Murray play better, which was a surreal piece of theater. It's not just Monahan. You know, it was a year ago today that interview with Jim Nance. It was also this this Jimmy Dunn character. Um, Jimmy Dunn a year ago torched Liv its existence and even its chairman. A year later, Monahan said Dunn more or less brokered the deal to merge the PIF and the PGA Tour a year ago. I don't like it when they say they're growing the game. Um. I wonder how many of those guys, the lifestyle they were living was so horrible that their family needed them to do this. Just say I'm at a point in my career where I want to make five times as much money against weaker competition and play less. It's a bunch of crap. He also called Yasir. He goes, he said, this is out of a Saturday Night Live skit. This is the guy that's running the event? And once you sign up with the Saudis, you're kind of with them. You're beholden to them. And their moods can change. Well, they're running things now. Oh, yes, they are. I mean, he, this guy, the, the, this uh, Yasir, the governor of the Wealth Fund, is the chairman. So he he's going to tell Monaghan what to do and run the PGA Tour. The Saudis are the big winners. Oh. And the other thing is a couple players told ESPN, Liv was done. Liv was dead in the water, and you threw him a life jacket. Nobody watched. They couldn't get any sponsors. It was a disaster. Mm-hmm. You bailed them out. Yeah, they did. You accepted the deal, and now the litigation process is going to go bye bye. And they so, were losing in the courts, and yeah. they were running out of options. So I'm sure that that okay. This uh, I thought this week from Keith Van Valkenburg mm-hmm. was also spot on when he said, "I don't know how any player who turned down live money and stayed with the PGA could believe anything Jay Monahan ever says again." Right. He made them take every arrow. Absolutely true. Hid in an office for a year, then double crossed them on CNBC. He better uh, get them paid, I guess. I mean, well, you find that, out on that court. guy's going to have to go into uh, witness protection. Yeah, yeah, Monahan. Yeah, to your point, if everyone finds out on Twitter, think about that. Betrayed and manipulated. The the players run the organization, and no one knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what happened today? And you find out on Twitter, and they're on together, kumbaya on CNBC with the with the interview they turned oh, on all that cash that. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. had had to accept this yeah, this is a good tweet from uh Rick Rungood changed their schedule again as i called it jumped on the grenade every single week for basically a year two years and they found out on social media and nobody it, it, that other tweet that we put up earlier Monahan and two other people were in the room talking about it for 7 weeks nobody had any idea oh my god Okay, so what does it mean from a betting perspective? Longtime friend of the show and golf better, Indy Jeff Seeley, is going to join us a tad early on this Wednesday morning. We will try and sort this out, get his perspective on it coming up next year and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Become a smarter sports better with a VSIN Pro subscription for a limited time. Sign up for just $9.99. Get full access to everything we do. The Daily Pro Picks, the NFL Guide this month, 24 7 video access, betting splits. Don't miss out on the lowest intro price of the year. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Sign up today, please. 
All right, typically on Wednesdays, Indy Jeff Seeley, golf handicapper extraordinaire, longtime friend of the show, joins us at like 8 o'clock Eastern and 5 o'clock Pacific. Had to bump him up today for a couple of reasons. Um, and, and Jeff, this is great. First of all, uh, cutmakerpod.com is the website. You did your podcast yesterday with uh, Jeff Feinberg. He grew up on Oakdale Golf Club, which is where the uh, RBC Canadian Open is being held beginning tomorrow. He was on the grounds yesterday watching a practice round when the live news broke. Uh, can you give us a hint of what your conversation was like with Jeff yesterday? Well, yeah, and and I was I was lucky enough to to pre to pre plan my my pod with Jeff, and he still came on after what had to be an insane day, right? I mean, he was talking about how he's you know the first thing is when you go to a practice round like a Tuesday practice round. There's nobody out there, right? So it's like you and the golfers and the caddies, it's, you can hear everything they're saying. So it's funny because he's saying how there's like two guys, you know, who are just average PGA players standing on the green. They're looking at their phones. They're like, holy cow, this guy, you know, what's going on? Like, this guy got $10 million. Heck, I could have got at least seven. And everybody's like talking about how much money they missed out on. Um, and guys, when I first saw this, I thought it was a joke, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've seen all kinds of memes about PGA live mergers, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was a joke. And after I heard it like 19 times, I'm like, wait a second, this might be real. And man, I mean, I, this is, I, people have said it's the craziest day in golf history. And I think it is. I mean, I am, I am beyond shocked and the storylines, there's so many storylines. It's, uh, I've been giving it a ton of thought over the past, I don't know, 18 hours or so. And it is, uh. It's fascinating, man. I agree with you. It's also one of the biggest upsets in sports history uh, as well. I mean, nobody saw this coming and how everyone kept the secret and how uh, the players find out on Twitter. I was Golf Channel went eight hours without taking a commercial break yesterday. Think about that news uh, as well, what they did with the incredible coverage. But this is still a lot of moving parts. They still don't know what how this is going to work. Is there going to be a fine? At some point, are they back on the PGA Tour? Do, do the players get Saudi money now that, that said no to the money? I mean, they don't know what the hell's going on yet. I mean, here's, here's what I think, and, and I think, honestly, a couple things. One, the – I mean, Kepka was a, dri- a big driving factor in this. Yes, I'm a Kepka, huge Kepka fan, acknowledged, but he's, let's, let's be honest, guys. He's a huge factor in this. If the Liv – he didn't almost win the Masters and then win the PGA, and the other Liv guys weren't relevant – this is not. This probably doesn't happen, and and live just probably kind of eventually fizzles out. But the fact is, these guys not only competed but won a major, and and now you know if you're a PGA player, you're looking at this. Go wait a second. I can play in the majors and go get all that money and just play 54 holes and blah 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 blah. It's looking more and more appealing every week. And then if you're the PGA, you're sitting here saying we're in an arms race and we're. <laughs> We're short. We're short staff. Like in terms of dollars, they cannot run the Saudis. There's no way. And so they're probably looking at this, saying this is not an optimal situation for us. Monahan probably came to them and said, "Hey, look, let's work out some kind of deal." Certainly, he he built a. There's no doubt he built a golden parachute for himself. Listen, there is no way. I would bet any, anything you want to bet that he won't see 2024 as a member of the PGA Tour. But I think that's fine. I think he's happy to be the punching boy here and take the $100 million payout to get this thing done. So, I mean, I, I, I think, yes, there's a lot to figure out. But that $2 billion, probably you mentioned earlier to Rom and Rory and all yeah. those guys, you damn well better believe they're going to get that. I mean, they, they're minimum $50 million for every one of those stars in the Saudis. I guarantee it. 
And that's why you haven't, you probably won't hear much from those people. I mean, you're not going to, I don't think you'll hear a lot of complaining. I think they will all get their money. It's just a matter of time. And then the Saudis will run golf. Uh, Mitch is right, too. Mickelson's a disgrace. I mean, this guy's celebrating after what happened yesterday with the news. I, he, he knew, though, apparently, because remember, he, he was tweeting about the last week about stuff's going to come out and, and you wait and see. And then, uh, you know, remember that he's drinking wine with Morikawa at Oak Hill when he's got the sunglasses on as well. He also tweeted a couple days ago, I'm fine, I'm close to being a billionaire. But just think about the, the last two years with Mickelson. He wins a major. People can't get enough of the story. He's 300 to 1, and the guy goes in hiding. Mm-hmm. And what happened? And, and Mitch is right. Maybe it gets worse for him now with the Walters book coming out as well. But Mickelson taking a victory lap was a disgrace. Well, that's – and I keep – I kind of keep saying that. I mean, Phil goes in and out of popularity, right? After he won the PGA, he was on the top of the world. He was super popular. Comes out with a coffee, loses a bunch of weight. Yeah. Like, it was all of a sudden great Phil. And then he's like fat Phil, skinny Phil, tan Phil, live Phil. You know, and then he's a pariah. Now he's taking his victory lap. And, again, this if this is as close to a moment in the sun as he's going to have, because you're right, when Billy Walter's book comes out, good game, Phil. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Indy Jeff Seeley, uh, he has bets in the RBC Canadian Open, which we're going to get to in a minute. And uh, Joseph is listening right now. He is actually at the Pro-Am, which is just starting and he tweeted us and said, back-to-back years, the live BS has sucked the life out of this tournament. That's right. I'm here, and it's all anybody can talk about. That's right. Uh, it's terrible for this tournament. It yep. really stinks for them. Um, but in terms of what this means moving forward from a betting perspective, are we – have you, you thought about it for 18 hours in terms of like what it means in our world, Jeff? Like To you, what have you thought about with, with the bets that are going to be taking place and, and from betting uh, an angle – are we going to eventually see like weaker fields because guys are going to realize, okay, we now have so much money that I don't have to go out there and play 72 rounds every single week of my life? You know, it's funny. that That's a great question, and I, I think we may. And I think it may just – and the other question is, are they going to expand the size of the PGA Tour roster, if you will, right? Or are we going to have more of like a, like a soccer-type scenario where you've got two or three leagues, right, because we have – we know we have the Corn Ferry today. It's kind of a feeder for the PGA. But keep in mind that DP World Tour, a.k.a. European Tour, is being roped into this thing, too. So, what, you know, what does this construct look like? And are we going to see some sort of tierings? And then another question, what the hell happens to the team concept, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is that just flushed down the toilet? Is that not a thing? Or is there a variation of that? So, I, it's going to be fascinating to see how the whole thing unfolds. But regardless of how it unfolds, be big stars, the Shefflers, the Spees, the Rorys. Don't I mean they're gonna they're gonna get their money. Now the other side of that is I'm gonna fade Rory and every good me every decent matchup I can get a good price on this week because Lord you cannot imagine Rory's head is on the Canadian Open right now with everything else and all the questions he's gonna have fired on him. How in the world is he supposed to focus on golf? That's a great point. I Interesting. Mean, well, I've seen the opposite. Oh, that is yeah, that, yeah. That's how you feel. Okay. That's, that's fair. I, I could see that. I also see the opposite saying, watch out, he's going to go on a heater because he's pissed off and watch, he's going to win some majors now. I don't know. You think it'll be too I, much I, of a distraction? I, yeah, I, certainly this week. Okay. I mean, Rory's shown me nothing nothing lately to make me think that, I mean, he's he's out of sorts with his game as it is. Now, this is going to, I mean, he's got a microphone in his, in his face every time he turns around, more so than normal this week. I mean, it's going to be impossible for him I mean, I guess anything's possible. Look, he's talented, 
But this is the week I'm going to be fading Rory for sure. Okay, excellent. Um, what what are your thoughts on the on the course and the tournament itself? Yeah, guys. So I mean, uh, again, we mentioned we're at Oakdale Golf Club, the RBC Canadian Open. Guys, this is crazy. I, I this is the third oldest golf tournament in the world after the Open and the U.S. Open, which I think is really fascinating. Um, short course this week. Going to have narrow fairways and thick rough. I think the winning score. Talked with Jeff Feinberg last night. He said 15. It's been 20 in years past, but maybe a little tougher this year. Um, but interesting, and, and, and again, I'm talking with Jeff, who knows the course well and is literally out there. It's one of these courses where if you hit your spots, you can win. So I think it brings a lot of people into play here, not necessarily a bomber track. You hit fairways, you hit greens, you make putts, you're going to win. Um, it brings a ton more people into play. So I played a few guys short on the board, but there, there's some bombs. I really, really like this week, I think. And there's some huge values in top 20s. How do you think Michael Block will do? <laughs> Mitch and I talked about this earlier in the week, actually. I think his pricing is fair this week. I think we got some really good value on him um, right after the PGA uh-huh. and his uh, first-round score. Um, you know, I think he's priced about right. And, and honestly, I I would bet him to make the cut at plus, what is it, plus 400, plus yeah. 400? yeah. Yeah, I would I would take that before I would lay the no minus five hundred for sure. Oh, you would? I mean, okay. Again, this, this, yeah, I would. This field is not that strong this week, and my I mean, look, Michael Block. Yes, he's a club pro, but I mean, this is not a ridiculously tough track. And to make the cut, I mean, I mean, look, I I think I would certainly take four to one before I lay. Minus 500. Uh, Jeff, hang tight. You're going to stick around for one more segment. We're going to get your core plays this week for the RBC. We're going to get some uh, top 10s, 20s, other bets that you like. Also, early look at the U.S. Open for next week, which is going to be in Los Angeles. Uh, You can check out CutMakerPod.com for all of his latest plays, podcasts as well, and his new YouTube channel. We'll continue talking about this and uh, get his best bets from any Jeff Seeley coming up next here on Decent. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonuses instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code VSEN. When you sign up, we ran through it several times. The menu, just incredible here with the NHL and the NBA playoffs. Get up there now, code VSEN. And sports betting analyst here on VSIN, Josh Applebaum, joins the program now. You can catch his two podcasts, Morning Bets and Market Insights, wherever you listen to your podcast. He joins the program now. Josh, good morning. Thanks for the time. Big game three tonight, NBA Finals. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have a bet on the side or the total. I'm going to approach this from a player prop, uh, prop perspective tonight and get down to some of those bets because I don't know... I really, I mean, this could go either way to me with the heat shooting, and I lean that it's going to continue. But with this team catching two and a half at home and the total at 214 and a half, you've had a couple of days to think about it now. What is your analysis here on the game? Yeah, Mitch and Paulie, it's great to be with you. Good morning. So I'm going to take the Heat plus two and a half here, guys. I think there's a few things going on. Number one, you know, what's the most important thing to me is in these big heavily bet playoff games, I look at them kind of the same way as like NFL, you know, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, primetime games. If you give me an opportunity to go contrarian where the public is so heavy on one side, I kind of love just going the other way. So that would be the angle here to me, number one, to take the Miami Heat. Now, uh, currently you're getting 80% of bets taking the Denver Nuggets here, laying the points. You know, the eye test tells you that the Nuggets are the better team. Still, you have this public uh, kind of anti-Heat bias where they just still don't believe in this team, even though they continue to win and continue to cover. So currently 80% of bets on the Denver Nuggets, just from a contrarian standpoint, a lot of value to go the other way and take the Heat. But also, guys, we're seeing a little buyback in the market. You saw this game open, Denver Nuggets minus two. Now, the immediate move was up to two and a half. So I think the early number, you know, did move toward the Nuggets. However, you know, oftentimes when you see a team heavily bet game getting 80% of bets, they open minus two. You know, usually they breeze through that two and a half, get up to three, three and a half. We really haven't seen that happen. Despite this heavy betting on the Nuggets, the line's pretty much stayed right here at two and a half. That tells me there's some resistance here and some buyback where the books are kind of more concerned about the plus two and a half contrarian betters with Miami versus the Denver Nuggets public uh, betters here tonight. Also, if you look at the Heat, a couple things. So, number one, if you like Denver, you're playing the zigzag theory. This has been pretty good all season. Again, this is kind of your number one angle to, to sweat the nugs. Uh, favorites awful loss in the postseason this year. They're 20 and 13 against the spread, 61% ATS. But to me, it's kind of overridden by the fact of the value with the Heat being so contrarian at home. And then also, if you look at the Heat, they've been great in this spot in the postseason. They're 12 and 4 against the spread as a dog, 75%. They're 4 and 0 against the spread at home. Uh, and then also, the Heat, when 
they get extra time off here. You've seen Spolstra, you know, widely regarded as the best coach in the NBA here, and I would agree the adjustments he made from Game 1 to Game 2. Well, now you've had, you know, three days between Game 2 and Game 3, and when the Heat have that extra rest, huge for their veteran uh, players, but also for their coaching staff. More time in the film room, more time to make adjustments. The Heat, when they have uh, three days or more between their last game and the postseason, they're 6-2 and two against the spread, uh, uh, 75% here with extra rest. And then also, guys, you know, I'm kind of the nerdy guy who stares at the numbers and sometimes gets deja vu. This reminds me a lot of that Derek White game against the Celtics, the bet split and the percentages, where, if you remember, the Celtics, they were a huge public play. They opened, like, minus two-ish. They got to three. They got bought back down. Now, Derek White won the game in the, with the tip-in, but the Miami Heat covered that number. So if you're giving me a super heavily bet uh, public game tonight, everyone's going nuggets. Line freeze here, some system matches on Miami. I'm going to take the Miami Heat at home plus two and a half tonight. All right, how about some baseball? Let's start with the Red Hot Rangers. 20 games over 500. Won again yesterday. Gray, $1.40 against Flaherty. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rangers here, Paulie. Not going to outsmart myself too much on this one. I've been riding the Rangers quite a bit recently. They've really been paying off here. I think if you look at some of their futures, too, uh, they're kind of getting interesting here. If you think this team, even though DeGrom's out for the year, really haven't missed him too much. But in terms of tonight's game, going for the sweep, I like the Rangers to complete this sweep here, bust out the brooms. Now, uh, if you look at a couple things going on here, number one, I always start with line moves in baseball. It's not as much of a bet against the public situation because baseball, you have your daily grinders, but then the public you know, picks and chooses. So even though it's right now currently 77% of bets on the Texas Rangers, they're also getting 92% of the money. So it kind of tells me that is a pro and Joe bet split with a big predominance of heavy, smart money going Rangers. And that jives with the line move. You saw the Rangers open tonight, 8.05 p.m. Eastern time, as low as a minus one. 35 favorite now they're up to minus 145 a couple really good system matches here on the texas rangers a home favorite off a win getting steam five cents or more so you're at home you get the last at bat you got the crowd you're off a win you have momentum and then of course the steam would be the indicator in the market that the line is moving in your direction those teams are 148 this year 68 percent with a nine percent roi and then in particular if you are a interleague favorite at home off a win 27 and 12 69%, 11% ROI. And if you've been watching this Texas team, it, you know, really their pitching has surprised you, but it's really their offense. They're leading the league in offense. They're scoring uh, number one most runs, 20 runs more than the next best team, the Tampa Bay Rays. They're hitting 278 versus 251 here for the Cardinals. And John Gray, he's pitched very well this year. In particular, his last six starts, you have the Rangers 6-0 and in those games. So Rangers have been great at home. Uh, they're 21 and 8, one of the best home teams. They're 28 and 14 against righties, and they're 25 and 10 as a favorite. You look at all the flips uh, for the Cardinals as a dog on the road against righty. All big negatives here. So I'm going the Rangers. I've been riding them quite a bit. I'll do it again today. Minus 145 with Texas. All right, say best for last. It's Jordan Lyles' day. He's 0 and 9 with an ERA of almost seven, and he started 12 games this year. And the Royals are 0 and 12. And uh, more astonishing is the fact that, uh, or just maybe the same thing that. Uh, of his 12 starts, 11 times there's been a run scored in the first inning. What do you think with uh, Lyles and uh, Cabrera going for the Marlins? Yeah, so, Paulie, we were kind of joking before the segment here. You know, it used to be Fade Harvey. It was Fade Corbin. Now it's Fade Jordan Lyles, Jordan Lyles here quietly. And you mentioned that, you know, yes first inning, no first inning. I know that's becoming a popular bet here. Maybe you look toward a run in the first inning. But I'm going to go here with the Miami Fish. We've seen a line move toward Miami. It's not just the Fade Corbin, but they opened like minus 160. They've now been bet up to around minus 175. Uh, Edward Cabrera, you know, we're focusing on Lyles, but Cabrera's been pretty good here going for the Fish. He's 4-4 four four with a 4.50 ERA, but he's been really good at home. 
home. 4-0 with a 2.72 ERA. We've seen this line move toward Miami. Uh, they're currently getting 88% of bets, but also 96% of the money. So it's probably just the public saying automatic fade of Lyles, where the wise guys are saying, hey, when that opened around minus 160, that was a valuable number. Maybe their numbers had this closer to the to the current line of now minus 175 or more. Uh, you've also had this interleague steam. Again, lack of familiarity, benefiting the better team. The same system matches on the Rangers would match here with the Miami Marlins. Uh, they're bats of Miami. They've been hot here, uh, especially recently. They're hitting 262 versus 233. And you mentioned it, 0-12 here for Lyles. A bet against, he's got a, almost a 10 ERA on the road. Oh. Miami in the spot, been pretty profitable here, Paulie. 16 and 10 as a favorite, 24 and uh, 19 against righties, and 20 and 13 at home. So if Lyles beats me, you know, hey, I'll tip my cap here. But uh, if Miami were to win and I didn't bet Miami and didn't take advantage of this fade Lyles opportunity, I'd be kicking myself. So uh, give me the fish here tonight, minus 175. Very good. Again, you can listen to and find Josh's two podcasts, Market Insights and Morning Bets, wherever you listen to your podcast. Josh, thanks for the time today, and uh, best of luck. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. There you go. Josh Albobam, NBA, uh, baseball, uh, NFL, you name the sport. He is a sports betting analyst right here on VEASAN. Um, I did find, and I did bet that during one of the breaks here. Yes, run in the first inning, even money. There you go. In the Royals game. How about the Tampa Bay Rays? Only a dollar thirty-five at home against the Twinkies. Tampa twenty-seven and six at home. The first place Twins thirty-one and thirty. Yep. My God. Well, and did you notice last night again? Eflin, we brought up his K prop uh-huh. yesterday it was five and a half. The Twins strike out more than any team in baseball. He had nine. Good so call. I mean, it just and oh by the way, uh, another under Henry for the Diamondbacks going against the Nationals. They got four runs off of him right away in the first inning. He only struck out two. So he went under three and a half, and that was even... The two teams you want to watch, uh, the Nationals, they stay under. The opposing pitcher, I should say, goes under his yeah, K-prop yeah. a lot against the Nationals, and the other one, the, the pitcher goes over against the Twins quite a bit. Waka goes against Kirby in one day game. Friars at home. Okay. 24th and runs... 29th and hits, 23 and OPS. Yikes. By the way, Paulie, we do have a big match going on. Coco. Roland Garros. Yep. Deep into this tournament now for the French Open. And they are at uh, break point. Coco is taking on uh, Sviatek. Sviatek leads 4-3. It's been back and forth the entire time. And now uh, 40-30 here. Coco is uh, on serve. She was a monstrous dog, obviously. Could you? Yeah, how about the price? Iga was huge. And now we go to Deuce. So if she gets this one here, we'll be knotted up at four apiece. This would be awesome if she could pull this off. Yeah. It'd be a gigantic upset, and uh, that'd be big. That'd be, I think this would be big for the sport, because Phytech is the, uh, the queen, especially on this uh, surface. So, and Coco mm-hmm. is a very, you know, could be a very popular figure in uh, the tennis world. And we have a monster on the men's side, by the way. That's a good one. Alcaraz taking on the Joker. Yes. That is going to be a phenomenal match. Have you seen a price match. yet? I haven't seen a price on that. I think I saw the opener of uh, Alcaraz. I want to say it was like minus 185. Okay. I want to say. A good one. Yep. If I'm wrong on that, I apologize. But I thought that was in that, in that range anyway. Is that on when we're live on Friday? Don't know. Oh, it is? Oh, good. 2 a.m.? Oh, 2 a.m. Ah, all right. Wow. How about that? Okay. Giddy up. Uh, much more on what happened yesterday in the world of golf. We'll tell you what Tiger said back in December, and you won't believe what Rory 
had to say. That's coming up next. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 and get a $200 bonus instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. Plethora of props, great menu, anything you want. The NBA Finals, get up there now at DraftKings. All right, Zachary Cohen joins the program now, a reporter and editor, sports better at VEASAN.com. He's on Twitter at underscore Z-C-O, and uh, Zach is putting out a ton of player props on a daily basis. Thanks for the time. It's good to have you on the show for the first time ever, Zach. That's what you primarily focus on, is it not? Player props generally throughout uh, all these seasons that go on in sports? That's kind of the hole I've been fitting with Vison. I definitely do sides and totals a bit more. Uh, I think I'll be doing a little bit more of that during football season, but I've been hitting props since starting, and yeah, I've been enjoying it. Okay, so let's get into Game 3 tonight of the NBA Finals and uh, your thoughts and your breakdown here on uh, what you like. Bruce Brown is somebody that you're targeting tonight. I think he's going to get plenty of playing time tonight and uh, some chances here, right? The usage could be there for him. The shot attempts could be there. How do you want to attack Bruce Brown markets? Yeah, I'm playing Brown over uh, over 0.5 made threes, which is a little juicy, at minus uh, minus 155, but I'm also taking him over one and a half made threes at plus 310. He's averaging uh, one and a half made threes throughout the series. Uh, he played 27 minutes in game two after only playing 21 minutes in game one. And that's really because the Nuggets are losing trust in Michael Porter Jr., who has shot horribly since the start of the series and is also responsible for most of their defensive miscues, which is the reason that I think the Heat won game two. I don't think they can afford to let him you know, play poorly again in game three. I think they'll go quickly to Brown if they need to. Okay, so you said that over one and a half right now is currently priced at plus 310. Yep. Okay, I think he's going to get his attempts for sure. Uh, in terms of the finals MVP, what is your approach here and how you would attack this based on what the current uh, series price is set at too? Yeah, so if you believe in the Heat winning the series, which is starting to seem more and more possible, I think the way you attack it is you take Butler and Bam. You know, Butler's plus 475, Bam's plus 550, you take one of those two guys, you're probably going to win if the Heat win. I mean, the Heat are plus 225 to win the series, so the odds on these guys are much better. You can lose on one and still get a better price on one of them if they win. Do you have any thoughts on betting Joker tonight? Uh, again, the talk here of this series since Sunday night has been the Heat's adjustment in Game 2, and uh, my goodness, Nikola Jokic only had four assists in that game, and he was you know burning it up before that contest. Any idea what he might look like in the box score when the game is all said and done tonight? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably go over on his points again. I do think that the Heat are going to do everything that they can to take away a supporting cast. I think that's the best way to defend this Nuggets team. I know that there's going to be some adjustments coming from Denver to try and, you know, get him a little bit more free-flowing with the way the Nuggets usually play, but I think that the Heat are going to win out when it comes to style at home in a game three where the crowd's going to be completely fired up. Yeah. Is there anybody else that you're focusing on tonight or basically you want to go, go to war with Bruce Brown? Yeah. I mean, I like the over on Murray assists just because I think he's the guy that's going to have the ball in his hands the most if it's not Joker. And I do think that they're going to put Butler on Murray again. So that's going to deter him a little bit from shooting. So I think that's another one you could play the over on his assists. 
Uh, by the way, you also love to bet tennis. It is over with as we speak. Just finish, finished uh, moments ago. Igis Vitek took care of Coco Golf. It was a great first set back and forth. Ego won that 6-4, and then she uh, cruised in the second set 6-2. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was the total there? Was that 17.5 before the match started? Yeah, it was 17.5, which made it really hard to play. And I'm getting a little bit nervous because I have Sabalenka futures in this tournament, and Siatek has just looked completely flawless since the start. Yeah, it's going to take a lot to beat her, huh? I mean, she's just unbelievable on, on the clay court. Yeah, nobody moves as well as Fiatek, although I do think that the slower courts will help Sabalenka a bit because she has the power to kind of hit through them. And then it helps her a little bit because she doesn't move as well as anybody else. And I don't know, it helps her track down balls a little bit when the ball's sticking to the, you know, to the ground. Okay, we will get your early thoughts on Alcaraz versus Joker coming up here in a minute. Is there anything else today that we should have our eyes on for the French Open? Yeah, I have the over on games in uh, Tomas Echeverry against uh, Alexander Zverev. I think that Zverev's, you know, unbelievable player. He's somebody that I had been, you know, you know, pegging for a breakout early in this year, just come out, back from his ankle injury. Uh, but he's had some mental hurdles since coming back. And I see him, you know, having a little bit of trouble with Echeverry here. Echeverry is a really good clay court player. He's won nearly 20 clay matches since the start of April, has a really good forehand. And then, you know, the Argentinian crowd follows, follows him around and gives him a little bit of adrenaline. So I think he's going to win a set and maybe even two sets. I think that's going four or five with, you know, it could go either way at the end. So I like the over. Okay, very good. It's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Zach Cohen, uh, he is a reporter and a writer and editor at vsin.com, and he puts out a ton of uh, bets with the player props on a daily basis. I think the first number that I saw for the match coming up on Friday between Carlos Alcaraz and uh, Novak Djokovic was Alcaraz minus 185. Currently at DraftKings, Alcaraz is minus 205. Would you agree with that movement? Yeah, I would. And I've seen it as high as minus 240. So I think that minus 205 is a, a decent number if you want to play the money line. I don't really like laying that much juice. So I think that I would play minus three and a half games there. That's going to be an awesome match. It's one that everybody's been waiting for for well over a year now. Um, and I just think that Alcaraz's speed and power on these slow courts is going to be a little bit too much for Djokovic, who you know entered the tournament with conditioning, physical issues. He has you know an elbow injury that's been lingering all year. He hasn't really proven himself throughout the course of the clay court season. Obviously, you know the Australian Open win was amazing. Probably the favorite to win Wimbledon, but I do think that winning this tournament is harder than winning any others. And Alcaraz presents such a physical challenge for him as a 20-year-old with. You know, endless energy, all the power in the world. And Alcaraz beat him last year in uh, in uh, on clay. Mm. And that was a you know, worse version of Alcaraz that we're seeing right now. Great article on the website about the finale of Succession and the odds by Johnny Avello. What did you think of the finale? I thought it was really good. I thought it tied the series up really well. I almost am bummed that the, the show ended so early because it felt like they were like hitting their stride the mm-hmm. last two seasons. I know that they were nervous about you know, ending in a poor way like a lot of HBO shows do, but I was, I was ready to see some more. It is odd to close after four years. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you betting anybody? Do you have any futures right now on the men's or the women's side for Wimbledon? Yeah, I haven't touched it yet. I do think that I'll probably play Djokovic just because, like I said, the fitness has been an issue, but he's been able to play himself into shape throughout the course of this tournament. I don't see, you know, him taking much time off during the grass court season. And he's by far the best grass player in the world. Uh, I do wonder, you know, there's some guys that are big servers that play better on Wimbledon. 
that, you know, really weren't factors at this tournament, you know, you know the health of like a Nick Kyrgios or something, but I doubt he'll be back in time, actually. I, I want to r- uh, run one by you on the women's side. Now, she blew her match today. Anj de Brewer took the first set and then uh, eventually lost. I think she gave away the second one. That was on right before our uh, show started. She's around 10 or 12 to 1 at Wimbledon where she plays exceedingly well. Is that worth a stab or is that just probably the right price at this point? I think it is worth a play. I mean, she's another one that she wasn't playing very well coming into this tournament. I thought she was vulnerable. I had Haddad Maya to win a set in that match. Okay. So I don't know. I think that Jabor is the type that she'll play her way back as well. She's, you know, a top five player in the world when she's playing her game. I also think maybe Ravakina, if she's healthy, she'll be another one that'll contend there. She won it last year, has had a phenomenal 2023 season. Uh, I just think that's another play, you know, worth making. Very good. You can read Zach's write-ups every day at vcin.com, reporter and editor for the website and for the network. And follow him on Twitter. He is at underscore ZCO. Pleasure today, Zach, coming on the show and talking to you. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, be good. Good luck today as well. What do you think Joker and five is? Joker and five? Yeah. Uh, five to one. Close, 550. Straight okay. set, seven to one. Oh, boy. I could not. There's He's plus 135 to win the first set. Total game's 38 and a half. There we go. 6 a.m. start time. Our yeah, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. So we'll have the first hour That's on a, Friday. Yeah. And then an early move on Carlos. Yeah. Uh, we got tweets, by the way, earlier today comparing what happened yesterday in golf to you, succession. Yeah, I saw you. Does yeah. that make sense to you? Tom and Shiv holding hands at the end with the fund and uh, uh, in another, the PGA Tour. Another spoiler holding hands from here. Paul Howard here. Tom, yeah, Tom. It's only been a week and a half, Paul. Uh, these guys, they think they're so clever. You know, the, the, last, name, the last name of Tom is the last name of the only player in World Series history to turn an unassisted triple play. The people that went back and found that out and then predicted what was going to happen. Incredible. But then again, the people who did succession, I guess smart people, but that's... Wait, wasn't yeah. there a young girl on TikTok who figured out what that's was going to happen? Like four years ago, what was going to oh. happen? Because Tom's last name, I, same I, thing? I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't see it till like three weeks ago. That Tom's last name, he has the same last name, the character, of the only player in World Series history to turn an unassisted triple play. And then how it finishes. And it makes sense like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Worked out for Tommy Boy. How long ago was the uh, unassisted triple play? 1900s or something? 1916 or something? I'll look it up, Wom. Yeah. All right. I'll look it up. Uh, (laughs) In-pocket plays are coming up next. And a big move on a future bet that we discussed, uh, discussed on the show yesterday. Details on that coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.